What I love about Jesus Christ is that he always spent his time with people, didn't he? Even when he went off uh, by himself to be alone with the Father, uh, the crowds followed him. It, se- it seems like he just never, never cut a break, you know what I'm saying? You know how we oftentimes uh, want downtime? Man, you want to go down into your man cave and, like, leave me the heck alone, you know what I'm saying? Jesus really didn't really have that time, but he gave himself um, to people. I love it in the scriptures when Jesus went to Nazareth. The Bible says that he could do no great miracles there because of unbelief. They were saying to him, yo, man, you're just Joe's kid. You know what I mean? Um, And then he found out that his uh, relative, John the Baptist, got beheaded. The Bible says that he wanted to get alone for solitude. And uh, the crowd found out where he was. And the Bible says that uh, Jesus, lifting his eyes, saw the multitude and had compassion. Isn't that something? We really learn a lot about ourselves when we are dealing with people, when we put ourselves in that place where we're authentic, when we're real. And God has a chance to reveal things through us in operation in the body of Christ, as uh, Howie said, that is just fantastic. So we want to encourage you. And we'll leave it at that. Amen? God bless you. We're going to watch a, um, a video about a wonderful, wonderful things that are going on in China. Christians are, are coming. Uh, believers are professing the name of Christ in China. They're professing the name of Christ all over our country. They're professing the name of Christ all over the world. And people are coming to know Jesus Christ, being born again and coming into the kingdom of God because of families like this. Families like that in China, bodies of Christ, the body of Christ lifted up and glorifying God. Amen? And this is what our topic is today is how do we glorify God? It's an interesting question, isn't it? We were created uh, to mimic, imitate, experience the character and nature of God through uh, what we were sinless before God, but sin came, and what happened was is that our vision of God was tainted, stained, and all of a sudden it shifted. Our focus became not on God, His character, uh, His nature, and how our purpose and destiny was to live out the character and nature of God in, in this earth. All of a sudden our, our, our vision and our thrust and our focus became upon ourselves. Isn't it true? We can just look around today and uh, see uh, the glory or the worship of individuals through celebrity status. Isn't it true? Whenever we, uh, we talk about a celebrity or, or status, there's something just there that wants to give them honor. We want to give them a little bit of worship. We want to we adore them. We want to love on them. Man, they're fantastic celebrities. For me, it's uh, athletic acumen, the ability to throw a ball to a guy sprinting 20 miles an hour at the right time uh, in the midst of three defenders. I mean, that is awesome. And I stand up and I go, yeah, because I think that's awesome. And I think it's great. Um, We look at things, uh, inventions, and um, 
the, uh, the ability uh, of wealth and fame and popularity, and we look at that with, uh, with intrigue, don't we? We were created to worship. We were created to be like our God. Our God is a God that pours out. Our God is a God that gives out. Our God is a God that pours out of himself. We were created to do that, but we were created to do that, pouring our life and everything that we are back to God for his glory and for his honor and for his praise. What has happened because of sin? Self is lifted up. The world is lifted up. The things of uh, the enemy are lifted up in this world, and we have an acumen now towards all this uh, worship and adoration and love for people, places, things, institutions, organizations, uh, political, you know, political uh, organizations, and the such. We were created to glorify God. The wonder and the beauty of it all is that God has all the glory, doesn't he? In the Old Testament, it speaks of his, the greatness of his splendor and majesty and power. In the New Testament, it speaks of to glorify God means to worship him or to adore him or to love him, to be intimate with him. We were created to glorify God by being in an intimate, personal relationship of love. Isn't that so? Because God is love. And how we glorify God is how we love God. But see, the thing is, when we sing that song, and you, you might have sung it a lot, we exalt thee, we exalt thee, right? And you often wonder, God is already exalted. What are we doing? He knows it. We know it. Why are we singing it, right? We're singing it because we have to recognize that. We have to honor that. We have to put ourselves in a position to look at his greatness and his glory and say, you alone are worthy. Amen? 1 Corinthians chapter 16, sorry, 1 Chronicles chapter 16 and verse 28 and 29 says this in the ESV. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of nations, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Ascribe means to recognize or to give due honor to him. Because of our sinful nature, we have to fight for this, guys. When we come in here and we worship, we have to actually tell ourselves, like David did in the Psalms, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Because most times we don't feel like giving giving praise and adoration to God because we're living in this plane of our sinful nature, of, of our flesh, of this world. Amen? So that's why praise is, praise is so important. We praise God lots of times when we don't feel like it. But we praise Him in faith. We praise Him because we know His character and His nature. Praise and worship is all about minimizing our sinful nature and the flesh and recognizing God for who he is in his character and his nature, his greatness, his glory, his goodness, and his grace. And saying to him, God, you alone are worthy of my praise. We ascribe, we give him praise. We give it to him. We recognize it, and we give it to him. 
We come in agreement with God. Amen? We agree with God today that he is great and we are not. Amen? He is great and we are not. And what happens is, is when we, when we glorify him in that sense, we agree with him in what he says about himself. We agree with him. Most of the overcoming factor of sin and shame and condemnation in our hearts and lives is just the beginning part is just agreeing about what God says so about us. Amen? Lots of times we have these feelings that don't agree with the word of God. Our feelings are not true. They are feelings. They're based on songs, on situations, on, on circumstances. What's true is the word of God. And when we read the word of God, it says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. After reading that verse, do you realize that you are clean before God as you confess and repent of your sins before God? Amen? Precious blood of Jesus Christ forgives you of all your sin. Even though your sin was as red as scarlet, it shall be as white as snow. He who knew no sin became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. Do you believe what God says so? Glorifying God is coming into agreement with God, with what God says about himself, but also what he says about you. When God says stop doing something, do we agree with him? If God says start doing something, do we agree with him? Many of you can look back at your rebellious times in your youth and say, wow, I was rebellious in my youth. Amen? I once punched my youth leader right in the face. I thought he'd go down, but he didn't. He just looked at me like, you are dead. And then, whoom, came after me. A lot of wrath, a lot of anger. I had to agree with God at that moment when God said, boy, you really, really need me. See, rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. When we rebel against God, when we don't come into agreement with God, what happens is we turn our influence and our impact that God has on our life to something else. And the only something else other than God is the work of the enemy of our soul, who was Satan, and his forces and his authority and his, his, his dominion. Come into agreement with God today. When he says something about your heart, don't fight him. He's the potter, we're the clay. Amen? When he says you're a jerk, believe it. Just believe it. When he says you need to stop doing something, you need to make this right, agree with him and say, God, I don't know how to do it, but I'm willing to step out in faith and trust you. Now, we can agree with God all we want. The Bible says that the demons agree with God, the demons believe in God, but yet they tremble. Why? Because they have not turned their hearts over to God, and they will eternally live in rebellion against God. We can agree with God all we want. You know, there was that guy that uh, walked across the, the falls on a tightrope. Remember that guy with the wheelbarrow? And everybody, man, he walked across, and then he got a wheelbarrow. And how many believe I can walk across the falls with this wheelbarrow? Yes! We agree. We believe in you. We agree with you. Okay. Can I have a volunteer to get in the wheelbarrow? No. Guys, 
If you're an agreer and not a believer and a truster, you're missing out on the goodness of God, the grace of God, the glory of God, the purpose of God, the destiny of God. Don't just agree with God. Put your faith in action and walk the walk that he's called you to, to walk. Amen? Don't just agree. Obey him. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Agree with God today about who he is. Many of you have a hard time believing that God is good. I do too. I have to get alone with God lots of times as he reveals himself to me through the power of the Holy Spirit, who he is, his character and his nature. And I come up from my solitude realizing the awesome revelation of who God is. He is good. He is glorious. He's gracious. And he is great. First thing about moving forward with God is glorifying him in agreeing and obeying him in his goodness. That he has a plan and purpose for your life that you know not of. You don't know what he's doing, but you trust him. You put your faith and trust in the nature and character of God because you know him based on his revelation through the word of God. And your solitude before him and the power of the Holy Spirit ministering Christ to you. Amen? See, two things. Solitude is getting away from everything else and being alone with God. Isolation is getting away from everybody else and getting away from God. Amen? We don't isolate ourselves. When you want to isolate yourselves, yourself, that means that you're in deep, deep trouble. You need to call somebody up and say, uh, I want to isolate myself. And what happens when you isolate yourself? The enemy picks you off with his assassin's bullet. Brings something into your life. Brings thoughts and confusion and chaos. You've got to run to a life group. You've got to run to a brother and a sister and say, man, the devil's on my, on my heels. But once we turn around together, we'll crush him. Amen? The power of the gospel. Living out the wonder of who he is, his character, and his nature. We have to agree with God. Is there anything today that you don't agree with God about when God speaks to you? In his word, you don't agree. Well, the only answer I have, don't do that, okay? Agree with him. Say, God, I trust you. I put my, I put my life in your hands, and I trust you. How do we glorify God? We obey him. Turn to Psalms chapter 34. Brings out a couple of things that we can do to glorify God. Glorify him. Amen? How many have a, like a, you're sitting here going, glorify God. Let's all scratch our head and say, what? How many are like, glorify God and what in the world? Nobody. Let's close in prayer. Praise God, we thank you, Lord. No. Um, Psalms 34, verse 1, ESV, if we can get that. I got an ESV right here. Psalms 34, 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Let's look at that. I will bless the Lord at all times. What? 
At all times. What? At all times. What? Yeah. At all times. Amen? I can look back this week and tell you that I have not blessed the Lord at all times. You can sit here today and tell me you have not blessed the Lord at all times. Here's how to bless him at all times. The word bless, there's a definition of happy, happiness or favor. We can make God favored and blessed when his praise is always in our mouth. Isn't that something? Last week, uh, I talked about how somebody comes up to you and says, hey, how you doing? You might not be doing very well. But one thing you can say is that he is good. Amen? He is good. He is good. How have the words of your mouth been lately? Right? Out of the mouth, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. We give praise to God. Continually be in our mouth as we praise him. That's how we glorify God in our heart, in our souls. Is his praise shall continually be in our mouths. Second verse goes a little like this. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Now, there's one thing about guys. We like to boast, right? We get together with a bunch of guys, and some guy says, yeah, I went golfing this week and shot, a, shot an 84. Oh, really? Well, I went out this week and shot an 83. Oh, really? Well, I went out and I shot an 82. We, we, we like to boast, right? We like to talk about ourselves and our abilities and our talents. It's okay. It's okay. But here the verse says, my soul makes its boast in the Lord. What this means is that we boast in the character and nature of God, and we allow other people to boast about themselves without saying, uh, you're wrong, I'm better than you. Amen? You ever, have you ever been around a guy or a lady always talking about themselves and boasting about themselves? It gets kind of nauseating after a while, right? You want to take them down. I want to kind of choke them out a little bit. I get you. I boast in the Lord because I'm alive today because of his grace and his goodness. I really, really am. I really, really am. My boast is in the Lord. Christ Jesus crucified, buried, risen, ascended into heaven, glorified, seated at the right hand of God, interceding for me now and sending the Holy Spirit to minister his grace and his wonder in my heart and in my life. My boast is in the Lord and him alone. How we can glorify God is fight that. Fight that, that desire to talk about yourself. Fight that desire to lift yourself up and allow other people to be blessed by your boasting in the Lord. Amen? Okay, third verse. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Can we say that together? Ready? Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. What in the world? You ever grab your, uh, when you were a kid, you grabbed a magnifying glass, and you, you burned like beetles, you know, with the sun? And you put the thing down there, and you watch them sizzle? No? Okay, well, that was my kind of life, okay? And you know what? Sad thing is, Zachy does that too, so I got I to gotta help him with that. Magnifying the Lord means that we make a big deal about the Lord. Amen? About his magnificence, 
about his wonder, about his amazement. We make big the things of God in our life. We talk about God like he's a big thing, like he's a big deal, like he's the big kahuna. He's number one, amen? He is number one. We magnify the Lord, and then we exalt his name together. We've come into this place today, and we've worshiped God. We've exalted the name of Christ. What we have done is we've stated to God, God, you are exalted above the heavens. You are our Savior and our Lord and our King. We agree with you. We recognize it. We trust you, and we obey you now. We exalt his name together. Magnify the Lord with me and exalt his name together. The Bible says in John chapter 14, verse 15, Let's look, turn over to John chapter 14, and we'll read this passage of Scripture. John chapter 14. How many are with me? Everybody okay? Nudge somebody, will you? Nudge somebody. Rose, nudge Janice there. Anthony, nudge your mom. Okay, there she is. All right. Cool stuff. Oh, amen. Way to go, Betty Ann. Appreciate that. God bless you. John chapter 14. Let's start with verse 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I go to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Wow. Let's look at that verse. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may glorify it in the Son. People, you want to glorify God? Ask God for things. Amen? Whatever you ask in his name, in his purpose, in his desire, and his destiny for your life. The answer to those prayers bring glory to God. Amen? Now, I was sitting over at Curly's in front of that building. And I said to the Lord, because I was just reading the passage of Scripture. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do. And I said, Lord, I've been tentative about asking you outright for that building. I've been saying, Lord, if it's your will, give us wisdom and insight. But I sat there saying, God, I want that building. Amen? I want that building for your glory and for your honor, for your praise and for your magnificence. I want that building. And if he so desires to give it to us, it'll be for his glory and for his honor. Amen? Whatever you ask in my name, this will, I will do. What do you need from the Lord? Ask him today so that he may be glorified. Amen? Okay. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. That verse just backed up the verse that we just talked about. Amen? Ask anything in my name. Okay, here we go. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Isn't that awesome, guys? How many of you uh, had an experience in, in the church of doing stuff so that God wouldn't kill you? Okay? All right? You, you did good works because you just didn't want to be killed by God. Because you knew what you were like. You were like, man, let me go to Mass. Or let me, let, me, let me give this guy 10 bucks on the street. Here you go, you filthy animal. There you go, you know, <laughs> stuff like this. I mean, we do things. We do things to turn away the anger and wrath of God. But we don't love him. It puts God in a position of like he's an evil, evil, evil tyrant. And he's not. Don't do good works just to turn the anger and wrath of God from your life so that you live. And then there's also this thing that we, if we do something, God is supposed to do something back for us. 
You ever have that mentality? Get into a ministry and you're serving and you're loving and you're giving and you're like getting used and abused, you know. Nobody's saying hello or thank you or anything and, and you're sitting there going, what is this, man? I'm giving everything that I ha- have. I'm getting nothing, God. You must not be a good God. Turn my back on you now. No. We don't serve Christ or do good works to gain favor or blessing. We serve God and do good works because he first loved us so much that we now love him. Here's the thing that glorifies God. That you would love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul. And that you would love your neighbor as yourself without any kind of merit or analyzation of worth. You just love. This is our task here at Still City Church. We want to understand the love of God, the grace of God. But we also want to understand that he disciplines us, right? I received a lot of beatings when I was a kid. And you know what? Let me tell you, I deserved every single one of them. God doesn't beat us, but the Bible says he does discipline us. He disciplines us like a father that loves us, creates boundaries for us. We would be protected and secure and safe. We ask God to discipline us, bring the love of God into our hearts, create those boundaries where we're safe and secure in him. We glorify God by loving him today, by loving him. Do we really love God? That song just came into my mind. What's love got to do, got to do with it? What's love but a second-hand emotion? What's love got to do, got to do with it? It's got everything to do with it. Listen, God's love drew salvation's plan. Jesus Christ bought your salvation on the cross of Christ. The Holy Spirit now applies the work of this new birth and regeneration in our heart by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's walk in this. Let's live in this. Let's glorify God. Amen? Love has everything to do with it. Because God first loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Choose today, folks, to glorify God. Agree with him, number one, right now. If you're stressing over things that you read in the Bible that you don't believe, agree with him and ask him to work it out in your heart and in your life. And let me, let me tell you this, it's worked out with each other. Amen? That's why life groups are so, so awesome. We work out this wonderful revelation of who God is by loving each other. So let's love each other. Amen? Let's give him everything that we got. Let's glorify him. This wonderful, wonderful God that loves us. Lord, we thank you for your word today. We, we pray, God, that you would reveal to us how we could glorify you more in our living, in our thinking, in our affections, in our family, in our, in our, in our church experience, in the body of Christ. Lord, create a sense of destiny and purpose in our lives as we look forward to this awesome responsibility and privilege of living our lives for the glory of God. 
Pray that everyone in, in, this, in this building would have a surge of the Holy Spirit, realizing that, yes, 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 you, he's called and chosen you to live out the character and nature of God in a lost and broken world. It is your destiny. Seriously. We ask, oh God, that when we wake up tomorrow morning, and even, even today, we'll have this new urgency to rely on your love, to rely on your grace, to love the unlovable, to be gracious with those that would offend us and live out this wonderful life of Christ, conform to the image of Christ like we've never, ever, ever been before. We give you all the praise and all the glory. In the wonderful, matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen.